0: Of
1: this thing don't no title
0: again I Is it rolling
1: Bob?
0: Is it rolling Bob? Now by the way, if I'll repeat this once again for newcomers, I don't think there are any, but you know, if there were or or people who have forgotten. Uh, That is it. Rollin' Bob, is Bob Dylan speaking to Bob Johnston, the record producer, to ask him, I believe that was from Nashville Skyline, when uh, he wanted to know if if they're ready to record. Is it Rollin' Bob? So I kind of like that. And there was a laugh, and I don't know if the laugh is in the new introduction, uh, you know, the little blurb I play at the beginning, which you just heard, uh, was Kerouac, drunk and laughing while he's recording some of his poems in a uh, studio in New York. Back in the 50s. Okay, all right. Moving on. There may be music you're hearing in the background. It's certainly drowning out um, anything else that might be happening in my world. And my world right now consists of uh, of the road trip. City and Sal in the driveway. Uh, Pink Floyd on the background, but not from the front radio, which I usually play when I'm out here, but from the uh, surround sound stereo uh, in the back cabinet there. Because I've just realized, after this long road trip I've been on, more on that later, um, one of my channels is completely gone, missing, out of action, on the uh, radio and uh, cassette, or CD player in the front here. And it's really annoying And it's something that, you know, it's probably a loose wire. It's not the whole thing's broken. It's probably something somebody out there could fix if you knew how to open this damn thing up, which I don't, and I won't even try. Um, It's kind of unfortunate, because a lot of the music I play, you need that stereo sound effect. In particular, Pink Floyd, you know, and you're missing a channel. Holy shit, they've gone silent. No, 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 they're in the left channel now. Anyway... That's why I've got the uh, other one going and blasting away. And I don't really need it to be on because, hey, I'm talking to you. Why am I uh, trying to uh, do two things at once? Ah, That's because my head is... uh, uh, I'm I'm trying to get into a calm space. That's, That's what we're trying to do. And, of course, this is probably the worst way to do it. I should have just stuck with the everyday mind... Book of Zen Quotes, 366 Reflections on the Buddhist Path. So I'll tell you what, let's go backwards and I'll start off with that. Today is April the 18th, uh, 2023. It is a uh, Tuesday afternoon. It's kind of cold and cloudy. And um, yeah, I'm out here just tidying things up a little bit. The bed is still, well... It's out, like it's flat, right? I've taken down, put, that, put laid it down so that I could get back there and climb into the sleeping bag and go to bed if I needed to. And I don't know if I'll uh, put it back into the sofa sitting. It looks so much nicer when you have the sofas out there and the nice blankets and things, you know. Now it looks just, oh my God, it's just a pigsty. But, uh, yeah, deal with that later. So there's a quote from this book about speech, and I've been thinking about that lately because I would say every maybe once every year, year and a half, I reach a point when I think it's time to stop doing the Dixon Janes podcast. You you've heard it before, you know. I try not to go on too much about it, and it's certainly not a you know me trying to entice people to say, oh come on, Ken, don't stop. It's me saying, "How much longer are you going to carry on with this bullshit?" Like, this, this—you you talk about authenticity and being truthful, and you're not. And then I really go through, oh, oh, "Oh, this is uncomfortable," and it gets really awkward. And in fact, I can reach a point where I'm really like. I won't say heartbroken, but really, really down about it. Like, whoa, this whole thing has been a sham. All I have done on the Dixon Jeans podcast over all this time, 16, 17 years, is simply avoidance. I, I, I always referred to This is my therapy. This is my therapy. And it could be when I have these doubts that I tell you happen You know, every once in every year or two years, It could be this whole thing is all about avoidance. And I'm just talking, saying, Hey, I'm getting something done, as I'm doing now. Hey, look at that, every week. Wow, I'm active, I'm doing things. Uh, I'm speaking some truths. Now, I will say, in my defense, if you listen to the full hour, there's a good chance, if you've actually listened and you didn't leave the room and go make your peanut butter sandwich... That you'll find something of value here, something. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And so I don't care how much, you know. I mean, if 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 if, if it was five percent out of the hour, well, a couple of minutes of you know words that yeah you could relate to. Yeah, that that's good. That's all right. I'm comfortable with that. But in terms of myself, you know, is this just fakery? Just uh something and of course you get you get up to episode this is probably what 941 I think or 942 I don't know and then you get a little embarrassed well hey well come on you've gone this long come on at least get to a thousand you know why would you stop short of a thousand but things happen in life sometimes and you reach a point and you get really 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 down and I got really 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 down for a spell and um, I guess I haven't spoken to you since. But here I am, back, almost like crawling back, begging, can I come back? Can I keep doing this? And uh, silly as that may seem, that's where we're at. Um, I've had a wonderful little break. There have been changes. Things have happened. Things have happened. And uh, during all that time, I didn't do any recording. And those are what, you know, keeping on the same theme, those would have been probably the most interesting, honest times to talk to you, but those are the times I didn't want to talk because I was so much into what was happening in those various nows, those nows I talk about. All right, so back to Words, Everyday Mind. This, would be, uh, this is a book where you read one of these every day of the year. It doesn't matter which day. They just give you the date. So for April 16th, which is just two days ago, because speech is so predominant in our lives and because our words are so consequential, learning the art of skillful communication needs to be a significant aspect of our dharma practice. Okay? Very important. Learn how to use words. And I think I do. I think I've, I've got good to... words. All right, Ken, hey, you're reading something. Stop. Okay, sorry. The Buddha emphasized the importance of this when he included right speech as a distinct part of the path to awakening. Okay. The Buddha said, Hey, right speech, that's a very important important part of the path to awakening. Although there is great elaboration of right speech in the texts, it all condenses into two general principles: Is it true? Is it useful? So you got that? When you talk about right speech, what's it really boiled down to? Is what you're saying true, and is it useful? And that is exactly why I chose this passage: was "Am when I talk to you, as I do and have been doing." Is it true? I mean, I'm not lying. I don't tell you things that aren't true. But I guess it gets down to, well, what truth? How true? Okay, carrying on. One more paragraph. Practicing these principles in our practice fosters increasing sensitivity. Mm. We become attuned to subtleties of truth and falsehood. Are there times when we shade the truth? Oh, guilty! Hands up, guilty! Are there times when we shade the truth? Or exaggerate in some way? Now, I exaggerate for comic effect, but I don't exaggerate, you know, look at me, how great I am. No, I I go the opposite direction, but maybe even my humility is exaggerated. Are there times when our words may be true, but it is not the right time, place, or situation for them to be useful? Ah. Okay, now that one. Yeah, i gotta, I got to ponder that one. Are there times when our words may be true, but it is not the time, place, or situation for them to be useful? All right, so there you go. not going to give you any more of that. I don't know how useful that was to you, but I thought I had to pay attention to it. Um. What else we got here? Well, I I made two notes because I'm trying to you know have at the end of this after you listened I I like to think oh you walked away with something. So let's see folders, Dixon Jeans, yeah. So this would be nine four two. Oh boy, uh, the two notes are Airbnb and Uber. I'll start with Uber. I've always beefed about. I've made use of it through other friends, I've bummed a ride with uh, Brent. Brent and Brandy using their Uber service. So there you go. That got me from their wedding all the way back to my uh, my, <laughs> actually I was staying in, was I staying in an Airbnb? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I've always beefed about it. It's American Company and it's corporation. They call themselves you know, uh, A tech company when in fact it's stealing the jobs away from taxi drivers who are struggling to make a living and the old argument it's always the same and i'll tell you you know hey taxis should have done a better job they should have made it easier the the taxis should be clean they should be prompt you should have an idea how much it's going to cost you you shouldn't feel that you're going to be cheated at the end of it they really needed to step up taxi service in any big city like toronto and they didn't. Uber comes along, and it seems like all the millennials and other young people, they all have Uber accounts, and that's how they're going to do it. Fast, they know, you know, what time they're going to come, how much it's going to cost them, where they're going to get to. And so you can see the temptation. So today, I actually signed up. I did not get my credit card or go as far as the payment, but I did go through the steps of having an Uber account. Um, I guess one of the biggest reasons is I can't get home from the um, only cafe by TTC anymore thanks to my roller Um, and this might be better than calling a cab and not knowing how long it'll take and so on and I might be able to have a plan okay there's an Uber, there's a driver it's going to be comfortable fast uh, you know and reasonably priced I guess, I don't know but I'm just sort of on that Stage of not wanting to do something. And really, what I'm getting at here is often we just give in. People will do what's convenient, you know, Uber Eats and so on, you know, and and just people take the easy way. Everybody says, well, I don't know, and maybe people don't even say it, but I think we all should be trying to make this a better world, kinder, jester, more fair, you know. Uh, being helpful, doing the right thing. And some people do. They make steps about the environment. But when it comes down to convenience, yeah, sending away for Amazon to stuff and have trucks deliver it to you and wasting all that fuel. You know that can't be right in the long run. And people say, yeah, I just order a whole bunch of stuff, and if I don't like it or try it on, it doesn't fit right, or change my mind, I just send it back. It doesn't cost anything. And that's, that's not a healthy attitude. That's not progressive. I, I don't think that's environmentally friendly at all. And the idea of Uber, when somebody comes along, okay, some people get employed, but there are people who are being hurt by it, taxi owners who, who paid a fortune for that license with the city and uh, are, you know, losing business. So, okay. There we go. I don't know why I keep coming back to these two. I guess it's because maybe it's an age thing, because I'm old. These aren't of my time. And I think they are things of another generation, and that's who I want to speak out to. And Airbnb is the other one. A big article today in uh, The Local about... uh, Here, I'll just read a quote. But the city where the vacancy rate fluctuated between 1.1% and 1.7% from 2011 to 2019, we're talking about Toronto... It meant residents were suddenly competing with tourists for a limited number of places to call home. And this is about people who are buying up properties, in particular uh, downtown Toronto, uh, Kensington Market, where it used to be cheap, but the artist could afford to rent and have a place. And instead, speculators come in and will buy up a whole building or several units and only put them up for Airbnb and charge that amount of money. And thereby having fewer and fewer places for uh, for people who are struggling to pay rent and, and even find a place to live in a desirable area like you know that's a little rundown and seedy and attractive well tourists will go there that's cool right in the heart of toronto kensington market yeah i'll get me an airbnb room and enjoy it for a weekend and, of course, the neighbors and people who are still living in a place that's not being rented out, that's their actual home, of course, complain about weekend out-of-towners coming in getting drunk and making noise. So, it seems, again, it seems fair that these, these are American-based companies and mindsets. This, this is capitalism, okay? What, what I'm beefing at is this is capitalism that's dodging whatever rules are out there that other people have to follow, and codes of you know rules and regulations, and somehow they skirt around them for just the sake of uh, making money. And of course, that whole generation, young people, yeah, great. I do all my holidays by Airbnb. It's great, and you can see the attraction to it. But there's a cost. So that's all. I've already said too much. My God, I, why did I have to talk about that? I, I guess it's it's a struggle of. Uh, Seeing things in the world that are convenient and easy to use and seem to make life easy without really considering, well, what is the real cost? It's the same for having a cell phone. It's the same for, you know, the beef I go on about not writing letters, not communicating, not, not really, really worrying about right speech. Because you don't have to. You just text things. You just send pictures. You just put in a little icon. You just, you know, you don't need to really take your time to express yourself. And that's tragic. That's that's just plain wrong. And uh, that's where we're at. So okay, there it is. I've just uh, filled up seventeen minutes of your time and mine and mine. And I'm going to end it there because this is uh, just the beginning. We got a long way to go, and uh, hopefully, I'll have better topics than that to share with you. Skybird dude, saying out from inside Sal. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah the um, holiday I took. It was a family holiday. It was a chance to go back. I missed Easter, so I went back the weekend after Easter, and I visited my cousin. I used to refer to him as Cousin Zeke out in the outskirts of Russell, and had a fabulous time with him, drinking wine. His wife, Barbara, served up a fantastic roast pork dinner, and so we had a nice meal with wine, and then sat it's got this little pine. This is out in the country, right? In a in a in a in a, an Eden that he created. It was a flat cornfield. He turned it into a beautiful little one-acre environment of a variety of trees. It just it's just an amazing story. Talking about somebody creating a space, built the house himself, and um, has this wonderful little alley. where you, we just sit and we watch the sunset over a cornfield because it's clear. It's a clearing. Of a flat cornfield, many many acres. That's all you're looking at, and a farmhouse and a barn and silo in the distance. It's a lovely view, and you watch the sun come down. And on that particular night, we watched Venus, very very bright in the sky, uh, rising up. And it was, uh, and then we just had real conversation. Ending the evening sitting, he was sitting in the very seat I'm sitting in. Uh, and I have my little, beautiful little uh, LED lights strung up there, and uh, we finished off another bottle of wine. So that was good. And then the next day, off to see my brother, my older brother who was 80 years old and still working, oh my God, and still fit and active, had his bicycle out, trailer in the driveway, my God. And we talked about family stuff. We talked about things that only he and I and perhaps my sister would know of growing up with my parents in Valleyfield. uh, The move out of leaving the small town and moving to the suburbs and how traumatic that was for all of us. And we just shared some stories that you can only do with a very, very close family member. And it concluded as I left his place, I was able to tell him what a great older brother he has always been and thanked him for always being there for me. Because he has been. So that was special. From there, straight to visit my niece and nephew and their daughter. In another part of the country, right? So we've moved from Russell to Campville to Oxford Station. Uh, and an evening of going down to uh, Brockville. And area for fish and chips on the St. Lawrence. And a conversation leading into the night. Sitting again outside... And off the next morning to visit Sue's Muse. Some of you will know Sue's Muse. Sue's Muse. Good dear friend from way back. And we had a wonderful talk about entrepreneurship. Both of us being entrepreneurs of a sort. Talked about business, sat in her backyard, and uh, just talked. And from there, bam, Canada, another place. And all the while I'm heading, already starting to head home. Once I hit Russell, all these things are in the direction home, slowly. Spent the night with my sister. And sadly, unfortunately, by then, um, I had overdone it. And not in terms of alcohol, necessarily, but in terms of my left leg. And uh, trying to get in and out of people's houses, using my cane instead of the walker. And ended up in uh, intense pain for the evening. And uh, so, popped a few pills... recovered and by next morning had a wonderful breakfast and off I went so boys and girls there is uh, what I did the past few days and it was, I share that only because it was deep personal family time and sometimes that's very important I don't know about you and your family but uh, I don't see mine often enough and uh, so you want to make sure it's good quality time when you do get together and that's exactly what we had, thank you very much And um, then home. And there's more to relate to on the home front. We're going to save that for another time. Scarborough Dude, once again, signing off. Bye for now. Ding dong. Okay. We're back. I'm back. You're back. Uh, My back. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. My back. Jesus. Um, I've just come from my uh, physiotherapy session, and uh, I had two more scheduled, and we've canceled them. And uh, that's good news. That's good news. Because, well, okay. Be forewarned, we're all back onto my health issues, my situation, because this is what's happening in my life. And the podcast has always been about what's going on. And what's going on today was my day for the physiotherapy. And uh, I met with her and she says, How are you doing? And I said, oh, Not so good. I took a pain pill before going in because I knew it was going to act up. And um, I did one activity. I spent 10 minutes on these, you know, these things you got levers for your arms and pedals for your feet and uh, it measures how you're walking you know a thing you'd find in a fitness studio and this thing gives you okay you pre-program how long is it going to be and how many hills are we going to put in there you know the resistance will be increased and i lasted 10 minutes made 900 steps which is good but After the first four minutes, my leg was starting to hurt again. And and this is what it's all about. And we realized there's no point in me going for physiotherapy when this particular leg pain is just going to keep coming back and preventing me from doing things or just inflame it more. But instead, wonderful woman that she is, my personal physio who uh, saw me the last time I was there years ago, um referred me to more specialists, other doctors within the system who will try and track down where this pain is coming from because it's debilitating. It means I just can't do things and i'm I'm popping more of these pain pills, which you don't want to be doing all the time and there's there's gotta be a reason we've gotta track down why why is suddenly there being intense pain in my left leg and um again, I know I know this is. Not of interest to you. But it is all the part of the story of, hey, next week I'm 75. This is happening too soon. But I have a long, lifelong history of spinal stenosis. And this, if somebody can help me, if there's some way of tracking down why, that, where that pain is coming from, and she suspects it's the L4, L5, these lower disc areas in your back, which was the problem in the first place and why I've already had back surgery five, six years ago, or maybe longer now. And is that an option for me again? I don't know. So there you go. Uh, I'm just so delighted that she wrote the referral, sending it to my family doctor. He has to sign off on it. Then it will come back into the system and other specialists will maybe contact me within two weeks to see if there's something we can do. Because if I can't do the exercises, wow, I'm just not going to get better at all. Uh, And not that this can necessarily be fixed, but I should be able to function without pain. That's what we're getting at, okay? Meanwhile, I've applied to Wheel Trends, and uh, the conclusion is Mr. B, that's me, Has a foot drop after spinal surgery and has severe peripheral neuropathy. Severe peripheral neuropathy. If you're wondering, what the hell's the matter with that guy? He's whining all the time. No, I'm not whining. Jesus Christ. It's a thing. It's real. Severe peripheral neuropathy. This significantly impacts his balance and walking, and he is at high risk of falls. This is so the TTC knows, hey, I just can't get on your normal bus quite as easily as I should be able to. He is unable to safely walk outdoors for any distance and would not be safe to navigate public transit. So here's the conclusion. I have to submit that to TTC today. She said they refuse a lot of people, and uh, who knows if I'll get accepted or not. And all it would mean was if there's some place I have to get to, like the only cafe, and I can't get there by TTC because I can't use escalators, there's no subway stop at Donland's, etc. Maybe a van would come and pick me up and uh, bring me home. So there you go. That's what happened today. That's what my day uh, has been about, is dealing with this thing. The thing is, really, I guess the message I want to get I am just so, so grateful to have been assigned a very professional physiotherapist who really does know her stuff and came to the conclusion that to me is the right one. There's no point in us and you coming back just to do a limited number of exercises. Far better to spend some time with a specialist who may be able to identify Exactly. What's the cause of that pain, and what can be done about it? And if this involves further tests, MRIs, or anything else, let's go for it. So that's that's good news, and and it's all part of the system—the healthcare that people whine about, the healthcare that our present government, ugh, the conservatives, are trying to make into a two-tiered system, so you can pay your way and get faster service, or better options etc etc and this is not right so i am an example of somebody who is benefiting from uh what so far for me has just been excellent health care at no cost to me and that even includes my little roller coaster that's behind me right now because i'm parked at thompson park and um that's all i had to see so just one more little bit i don't think there's anything else to go on but uh this will be the continuing saga this will be what my life is about right now and um I'm kind of hoping that gee things will level out at some point where I can use this roller get to where I want to and uh you know lead a few more years of a of a of a good life with uh less pain than I might be. Uh, experiencing if something doesn't get done soon. All right, Scarborough dude. Then enough. Hope some of you are still there and understand the purpose of this, because because uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I do. Bye for now. A ding dong ding. Hello, hello. It is. Me back at you on a uh, Thursday. Yeah, that would be April the uh, 20th. Oh, it's, uh, what do you call it, two-for-one day? No, 420 day. <laughs> uh, the day everybody's supposed to go and get high. I'm I'm not. I don't have a whole lot of interest in getting high anymore. I did have a toke uh, Friday night with uh, Cousin Zeke. Just a couple of puffs from a joint I had in my pocket. And, um... I think it was kind of nice, but I was—I think I was feeling the effects of the wine more. We'd drunk considerable amount of wine. Um, but it was, a, you know, a nice little glow. And I know when I go camping, I will, because that's the time I—I kind of like it when you can just sit there. You're comfortable. You're set up, and uh, you just want to chill. You know, you just want to sit there and uh, be entertained by uh, sometimes music. Sometimes just your own thoughts, sometimes just looking up at the trees. Um feeling the breeze, you know. So anyway, leave that for now. 420, yeah. Um I'm at Bluffers Park. And don't really have anything to say. It's just, just, just her news. Oh, do you want some news? I could give you the news maybe on CBC. Coming up on Ontario today.
1: Last time okay.
2: I checked on the sign out there, it doesn't say Toronto uh, Place. It says Ontario Place.
1: This is for everyone around Ontario. Who should decide next?
0: Oh, my God. That was our, that was for... That's exactly who John and I were talking this about. This is CBC News. Okay, That's from good.
2: CBC Toronto. Here is the news at twelve o'clock. Partly cloudy. Seven degrees in Toronto. Good afternoon. I'm Jasmine Sepulus. We begin with reaction to today to the federal industry minister's call yesterday for telecom com- companies to work out a deal to better deliver services across the TTC system. The lack of wireless has been in the spotlight amid concerns about safety on the transit system. CBC's Linda Ward reports. Francois-Philippe Champagne sent a letter to Bell, Quebec Quebecor and Rogers, giving them 30 days to come up with a plan to work Good. together. In a statement this morning, Good. Rogers says they're committed to provide access to all riders, But Bell and TELUS are now asking for a joint build agreement on the project. Law, technology, and business professor Daniel Chai says the other companies have a point.
1: I think it's a legitimate concern because two years is way too long to build up this network. It's going to accelerate the build time and save that many more lives.
2: Sheila Pisey-Allen with the group TTC Riders says it's interesting the federal government's getting involved in this, but not other safety initiatives. The bottom line is that no matter who your cell phone provider is, you need to be able to access the network. That's just one part of a safer TTC. We also need to reverse service codes, yeah. make sure
0: there's more okay, support. So that's kind of a good news story that they're finally stepping up and saying, hey. Bell and Telus
2: say they're willing to jointly take over the contract and are also offering $10 million to support TTC safety initiatives. Good. Linda Ward, CBC News, Toronto. 16 acres of land at Ontario Place are under discussion at a committee meeting at Toronto City Hall today.
0: City another big story. City
2: staff recommend The city swapped that land with the province in exchange for other prime waterfront real estate. But Councillor Alejandra Bravo believes the city should slow down the process to carefully consider the province's redevelopment plans for Absolutely. the site. The staff report that's well, before us is coming from the agency that...
0: We talked about this a, a lot today. Companies. John and I over coffee, Tim Hortons. It's at the General government My God. And
2: the bigger picture includes making sure that we are allowing the space for the city to get what is in its interest. Of course, we want to build community assets. But to me, that means actually... Safeguarding this important and community landmark. If the okay. committee signs off,
0: Huge the issues, issues coming up. Is You're not from Toronto, you know, probably. Other but some merit in the people idea. are. James My God, it's big change. Uh, for one guy, land, our mayor, the has an affair the land with a staff worker, and, and to make everything the changes. Metals
2: Everything's changed. largest public service union are back on the picket line for okay. a second right. day we're just going
0: to tune that out. A lot of people. I mean, John thinks they have a good point to make. Their salaries aren't all that high. They need money. This is our uh, public service workers' strike. But the time with John was to have a good discussion about politics at and our mutual part of what the union hatred.
2: One of the largest
0: I, I don't know if hatred's a good word to use, but we, we despise Premier and Ford on on and his conservative work. government. In it's just. The it's just bloody awful. Toronto police
2: announced the arrest oh, of a 12-year-old oh. boy they believe was involved in a series of sexual assaults oh last year. God. The assaults happened on walking trails in the city's East End a between 12-year-old. July and October. Investigators had been working to identify the suspect and made the arrest on Monday. The young boy has been charged with two counts of sexual assault. For five earlier offenses, police reported the boy was only 11 years old and could not be charged criminally. Oh, boy. things did not go according to plan for the first flight of the giant new oh, yeah. spacex rocket today i watched that Double started minutes into the texas launch Uh-oh. the entire starship stack continuing to rotate we should have had separation by now obviously this is uh, does not appear to be a nominal situation uh-oh. The Starship rocket exploded moments oh later and crashed God. into the Gulf of Mexico. SpaceX was aiming to send the 120-meter-tall rocket on a round-the-world trip.
0: I was watching no that, on board. and the, the countdown was delayed. The and I hurried out to, to moon, meet John, and I was 15 minutes early. NASA's I should have stayed to watch the explosion.
2: Starships for a future moon mission.
0: What a disaster.
2: Vehicles to High Park now that the okay, cherry blossoms, cherry blossoms
0: in High Park. That's and another big Toronto story. To they have to educate people. Don't days. climb on the Deep trees. Don't don't let your kids pull the branches down. Don't shake the tree to not have all the cherry blossoms, blossoms fall. Oh, my more God. More You've like got to educate the executive a stupid of the population. The
2: High Park nature center, Sarah Street, hopes visitors will be environmentally responsible.
1: Don't pluck the branches or climb trees or pull on the branches for yourself. Selfies, oh my God! Memories, uh, stay on. Page we have to tell to people
0: that trampling. there's no hope for uh, mankind. There are
1: hatchling turtles that may be coming out of the ground at this time oh, of year that we Jesus. could step on. There's sensitive habitats that could be impacted by compaction of the soil. High Park
2: will be closed to motor vehicles throughout the peak
1: bloom period, except
2: Good. for TTC wheel trans visitors are advised to take public transit or bike to get to the
0: park i could get ttc wheel transit i've applied for it okay that's enough of the news um sorry for sharing that all with you but it's interesting because these are the things john and i were talking about there's a real power struggle between the ontario government which is voted in by all of ontario of course but does not get support from the city of toronto so therefore Traditionally, provincial governments who are conservative don't work with Toronto and do whatever they want. And so, for example, cut the number of councillors in half. Bam, they can do that. Um, amalgamate the cities. The Harris government, Conservative government did that. Just said, all right, sorry, there's no more North York, East York, Scarborough. Bam, you're all Toronto. And bam, one mayor, you know, they, they have this power. So now... There's a place called, and as Ford pointed out, that's Ontario place. That's not Toronto place. So in other words, we own it. We're going to do what we want. And they're going to sell it over, turn it over to profit-making organizations, like a huge American conglomerate, which is going to put in a high-end spa. This is not for the average person. No, no, but it's for tourists. We're going to have you know, 2,000 parking spots. Something ridiculous. So tourists will come and do this. And we're going to take the Uh, Anyway, anyway, you, you don't need to know. But I know, and I am worked up, and I guess maybe the point I want to get to, it's really disappointing when you live in a democracy and things don't go your way. People vote somebody in who you don't want to be in, but you have to accept it because that's a democratic system. But you're angry at the number of people who didn't even bother to vote. And you're angry at the ignorance of the people who don't think like you think, because you think your thinking is the right way of thinking about all these things. Make Ontario Place for the people of Ontario, not for just the tourists or people with money. Make it for all the people. Make it free. Give people, especially those living in high-rise apartments, give them a place where they can come with their family for free and enjoy sitting by the water and enjoying some of the amenities. Make it for everybody. Uh, one of the councillors, Josh Matlow, who I've been supporting, except I might have to vote Olivia Chow. Uh, Josh Matlow says I'm gonna if I'm a mayor, I'm gonna open all the libraries. Right now only what, ten percent or something are open on a Sunday because of budget concerns. I'm gonna earmark hundred and fifteen million dollars or something. Maybe it was fifteen million. He's gonna take it out of yeah, bigger fund. Maybe it's fifteen million to have all the libraries, public libraries in Toronto open on Sunday. and you know, I think that's a good thing. And again, it's for the benefit of the family. So these are left-leaning uh, viewpoints with care for those who have less money. And the Ford government, goddamn that fucking Ford government, sorry, is for the rich and for the lawyers and for business and for big corporations. How could anybody want to vote and support a government like that? And yet they got voted in. Didn't get the popular vote, only got, you know, a faction. But the thing is, as John pointed out, and as correctly so, the NDP and the Liberals didn't have good leadership. They did not do anything to inspire voters. It's the fault of these other parties, largely for not putting up a good platform, for not putting forward a great leader, somebody who would inspire them. So forward with his all talk As oh, I'm here for the people. He gets voted in. And now he shows who he really is. He has the power. He has the mandate. He has the votes. He can do whatever he wants. And if he wants to make Toronto or Canada, uh, Ontario place, a place that tourists will come and pay money for you know for these things that aren't for the rest of the population. That's exactly what he's going to do. Same for using prime farmland, to turn it into development. Same for putting a highway through where nobody wants. Oh, anyway, anyway, anyway. I'm sorry. You know, for fucking. It's just, it's just annoying. It is one of the things. Okay, I have no choice in the matter until the next election comes along. But I guess, hopefully, it's going to be. In fact, a very interesting run for Toronto mayor. It's going to have significance and importance. And there are some right-wingers who want in there and stupid people like Mark Saunders, ex-chief of police, who wants to be mayor. Fuck you, Mark Saunders. Not a fucking chance. My vote's for Olivia Chow. And she is left-leaning, and she will try her best to stand up for Ford. (sighs) Anyway again, all of this coming about, and maybe nothing would change if Mayor John Tory had not resigned over, you know, the release of news about his affair with a staffer. But it does have, you know, ripples. So here's one guy, just, you know, this woman is hot, and he sort of gives in and uh, has this fling. And you can understand, that's a story of human nature, right? It's a human story that But the ripples of him and his lust for this attractive staffer and them going away on business trips and sharing rooms and so on, for all his personal private lust that maybe they shared, that's basic human nature. The ripples that have come from that, him going public and apologizing to his wife and family and the citizens of Toronto and resigning... Holy shit, now you've got more than 40 people, 45 people, running for mayor of the city, putting their voices out there. It's going to just divide the vote. It's going to impact so many people on whatever decision gets made. It's huge. And that's a fascinating story in itself. Like, this isn't just about an election. I mean, it's so much more. The ripples, the ripples, the ripples. All right, we've done enough. Do we need any more from CBC? Town
1: is our guest this hour he is a reporter and columnist at tvo he wrote a column titled the housing crisis makes it impossible for toronto to dream big if doug ford moves the science center to ontario place should we build affordable housing on the existing site that's a good question but if a good question. I, but i shouldn't have but
0: to if you're not from to toronto uh, you don't really care all me, that much
1: uh, thank you very much for joining us john michael uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so there's a process that's happening today. And I, before I get into the weeds about that, come on, come on, what have you been bit. reflecting on since the Premier announced plans to move the Science Centre to Ontario Place? Well, as you got to in the, the uh, headline for my column at TVO.org, you know, it's it's regrettable that there is so little public uh, land, public amenities, uh, it is certainly in that part of Toronto around the Science Center, uh, that this is a choice that we are presented with, right? There really is a dire, uh, housing crisis, uh, in Toronto, certainly not only there, though I think it's fair to call it the center of the province's housing crisis. And, uh, you know, we really do need to build more housing and more affordable housing, and public land is a natural right. place to do that. Okay. Um, but it's a real pity that uh, the only place that the provincial government can seem to, to think to put it is uh, on the site of the Science Center, which has a, uh, a really architecturally significant building. Uh, the government says that building will be demolished as part of these plans. I think that's a mistake. Um, and, uh, you know, okay. uh, as you alluded to in your introduction, yeah, the province can make
0: the decisions. Okay. Okay, like okay, all right, all right. Owned lands. Okay, uh, they can do whatever genius. they want, they land, yeah. Frankly. They own the land. All right, uh, Scarborough uh, Dude, signing off from uh, Bluffers Park. Uh, I don't know how you felt about that, but me as a person living in Toronto, uh, I care. I really deeply care about future decisions. Bye for now. Yeah, check, check, check. Check, check, check. check in the oven. All right, all right, all right, get on with it. At uh, Thompson Park, a lot of people uh, were here just a little earlier, uh, dressed up in what I've referred to as traditional garb, celebrating Eid Mubarak, I believe. Um, My day started with the young lad next door walking up to me and presenting me with this very heavy box of, I'm guessing, very tasty snacks and things to eat, um, and handed it to me beautifully with both hands, and he was looking very, very sharp in this sort of long gown-type, you know, outerwear, uh, with his father standing on the uh, doorstep next door. These are our next-door neighbors, and he happens to be uh, of the Muslim faith. Um... And it was just such a beautiful ge- gesture. <laughs> and I thought in return, sometimes has prepared like Halloween candies and given them something because the neighbors who used to live there gave stuff to our children and we sort of carried on. But like Halloween candies is in quite a different uh, category altogether. Uh, but this So this is the first time, and it was very, very nice. And I thanked him a lot, and I said I'm very sorry as he was going in I don't know the proper words to say thank you. And he said, Eid Mubarak. And that's written on the package. And what I like on on the uh, box, it's beautifully, beautifully presented in a lovely dark blue color, or maybe it's purple, um, third pillar. So I guess that's the organization, or it's the third pillar of Islam. Um, but it says, with... Our 100% donation policy, the purchase of your Eid Treat Box, so that's what we've got. We've got an Eid Treat Box, will help support the Turkey Turkey Relief Project. So I guess that's probably from the uh, earthquakes that they had in Turkey and money from this that he would have bought as a gift to give to others. The money is going to a good cause. So that also makes it very, very nice. So I, I'm I'm just delighted about that. And that is... Our next story, but we have very little uh, conversation with him. I talk more to his wife, who I do not believe is of a Muslim faith, unless she's converted, I don't know. But uh, she's your plain average, uh, you know, Canadian. And I say that, I know, with people saying, correcting me on that. What do you mean Canadian? He's not Canadian. Yes, he's Canadian too. But she just looks like what? <laughs> she's white middle class, uh, lovely young woman with, with two children who are both really, really nice. And I, I guess we're, we're a bit private at our place and in the neighbor. They, you know, we don't really, we don't mix. We don't have them over for drinks like in the old days that people did and, uh, or whatever would be appropriate. But anyway, we get along, no problems at all. Once when I ran over the turf on their driveway where I parked my road trek and kind of muddied up a little patch there, um, I gave him a gift card for Canadian Tire for, I guess, $100 that I had that I used to buy when I was doing my study tour business and give these as gifts to uh, neighbors. Anyway, he refused it, and then eventually I insisted he take it. But, all right, so we'll just put that aside. That was just a start to the day. The next part of the day involved uh, looking out at the um, <coughs> um, my wife's car, which got damaged yesterday. Um, she... Hit a pillar in the underground parking lot, which she's never done before in the thousand times she's parked in and out of that place. But uh, yesterday, she hit the pillar, and when you have these beautiful cars, her nice twenty seventeen Mazda C C three, um, the fenders just crack and break, and the whole piece has to be replaced. It's not you don't hammer it out, or you know, there's a dent there and uh, spray paint over. So. Um, that was very unfortunate. She was very upset. She was dreaming about maybe she'll have to get another part-time job to pay for this. And I'm like, oh my God, please, please, please. Uh, but I was thinking I was going to take it straight to a body shop. There's one I know is very close to us. He repaired, repaired that very same car once before on another incident years ago. And then I got an email from my buddy, Bruce. In the morning, he says, oh, well, you know, you probably just have the deductible after you file your insurance claim. And I hadn't even thought at that moment, oh, no, you don't just take it to the body shop. You call your insurance company first. And what a relief to get that and and a shock to me, a little bit scary that, wait a minute, what if I didn't? Like, that's what you do. You know, that's why you're buying and paying for insurance. Um, and you just pay the five hundred deductible, and they pick up the other three thousand or whatever it 's going to cost. Whew. so anyway, called them, went through a long interview they still my wife still needs to call back to give her statement of what happened, but incredibly i guess efficient and wonderful service this is c a a insurance I do it for our house and car and so professional, and I'm just so pleased. This person polite, and we went through all the steps. They've already arranged a rental car for us so that we're not worried about not being able to get the things on time. Uh, they cover that up to about $900. The rental car already called me. We have your car ready for you, and pick it up when you want. Oh, it's just like done immediately, And uh, the only thing now is, and then they gave me the name of the place to take it to, right here in Scarborough, close by, just off Midland, which I'm very familiar with. Um, And so I was able to drive it in this morning, park it there, sit down comfortably in their waiting room. He comes back with some paper. He asks me for the 500 deductible because that's what we have to pay. I pay them. Um, They collect the rest from the insurance company. And we're off now. All we need to do is have the insurance company go over the quote and approve it. And then tell me when I can take this car back to this very same place for them to do the work. But so easy and and just no bribery involved, no complications, no tricks, you know, just, no, you've paid, you're a good customer. Yeah. All right. We'll look after that, including your rental car. Fabulous, fabulous service. Now, before I could go and drive off the car had a flat tire. Now, the flat tire was not related necessarily to what happened yesterday, although it was the same area and the same front right tire. Um, while we were shuffling cars this morning so my wife could get the Toyota out of the garage and I could keep the Mazda, um, my son backed over a rock, which we have sort of the edge of our driveway, and we we, had, we parked cars right up onto our our walkway and pavement. Anyway, It's something that's probably happened before, but today when it happened, it punctured the tire, and uh, so okay. So before I can take the car in for to have an approval for a quote, I've got to get that tire fixed. Well, I also have a CAA card. Call CAA. Oh, and and actually, I did the whole thing online. Registered online in like minutes, couple of minutes to register online. Didn't call anybody, didn't have any waiting, We're very busy, right? These are very busy times, you know, just nope, nope, Do the app, great. Immediately get a response back, we'll be there within half an hour. Bam, right after that, oh, be there within five minutes. And sure enough, within five minutes, there's a CAA guy there. He looks at it, I, I filled out the app, and I just said, oh, just flat tire. He pumps it up, he looks again, he says, no, that's not it. I said, well, we've got spare in the trunk. Bam, he goes into the trunk jacks the car up puts on the spare uh looks at the tire tells me that needs to be replaced unfortunately it's a winter tire and we can just put on the summer tires now and uh, puts the damaged tire into the garage and like all done within 10 minutes again no charge because i'm paying for this service so this is caa for the roadside assistance for my road trek and the mazda and the toyota and caa separately for the uh car insurance it just it just is the blessing i was talking about the health care how everything worked out so well and this is the same the the great great care i have through when you live in a society that has an infrastructure that has rules that has codes of conduct that conduct that has you know things work as they are supposed to wow There is something to be said for some aspects of Western civilization and uh, British heritage. I'm going to put that right out there. Let somebody challenge that. Speaking of challenges, I've got to uh, learn a little more about J.K. Rowling to find out why everybody hates her. Uh, I've been defending her, and I've been called on it. You know, hey, you know what she said. If she said that about the Japanese was the actual quote I got. If she said that, and I don't know what that is. I don't know exactly what it is. So I have gone online. I will do my research. I will find out if I, too, will go along with hating J.K. Rowling. Right now I'm thinking, no, I don't think I'm going to hate her. I don't think she's an evil person. I think there are words here. I think this is about discussion. I think people are, have... Opinions, and I think people are very emotional about it, and I don't think people are really listening to each other. So I think there's a lot of problems. I'm still kind of—if I'm on the fence, if I fell off the fence, I would be falling into J.K. Rowling's yard, um, and not necessarily the trans side of the fence at this point. That's all I'm saying. But I will—I will do some research. I will look it up. I will find out exactly. I will try to find out. I mean, there's so much emotion going on. There's so many stories. It may be hard to find. But I will find out if I owe anybody an apology and have to, um, uh, you know, unlike J.K. Rowling. All right. There we go. I still have my McDonald's coffee. Oh, by the way, I did a McDonald's drive through without... Any problems? Well, I did have a little bit of a problem. I ordered. I saw a special offer today, and oh, great! I love that. Four dollars, coffee and a side of fries and a sesame bun with bacon and egg. Yeah, four bucks. I'll take it. And uh, went to place the order and said, "No, not this time of day." So I missed that. I guess that's a breakfast special. Couldn't get. So then up pops a repeat order. And oh, repeat order. And what was the repeat order? It was a chocolate donut? Uh, no, banana, chocolate banana donut. I muffin. I did this last time. Chocolate banana muffin. Oh, my God, I love them. Big chunks of chocolate that melt as soon as you eat them. And um, a small coffee, which to me is medium going on large. It's very hot. It's very tasty, and that's what I'm having right now. So there you go, boys and girls. That brings you up to date as far as this Garbo dude. Quite a morning in terms of dealing with uh, the car. Uh, and a little concern about the fact that I didn't immediately think. Oh, the first thing you do is call your insurance. But of course, my wife also, she's very, she knows she's going to be living on long after I'm gone, and so she's very concerned about, for for good reason, you know, how to do these things. And so she said, "Please tell me how you did this." It comes when I, she doesn't want me just doing something for her on the on the uh, on her phone. She wants to know how to do it to her credit. And it's the same for this. Okay, if something happened and I wasn't here, I was away or dead, um, what do I do? And it's so neat because with your insurance card, you know, there's a little thing and it says call this number and they'll take you through it. So uh, anyway, I'll pass that on. So there's still, uh, you know, there's things going on. Life is very complex. Relations are... Complex. Uh, we're all very happy. Of course, my son has a job. He's going to be working evenings tonight. We'll see how that goes in terms of transportation. Uh, he has matured. a matured a great deal since uh, before COVID, and now um, I'm just saying that he's still got excellent social skills, people skills. So he will get along with whoever he ends up working with, which is good. Um, kind of coincidence that he started. There was like a, a twenty mi- report of a twenty million dollar robbery at. Pearson Airport, which is where he works, uh, from uh, a container that was offloaded into storage and then disappeared from storage, uh, mainly gold and, I guess, some jewelry. And the police have not said where it came from or have any clues or this was an inside job, but somebody certainly knew uh, that that container was on a plane and flying to this destination, and uh, somebody, I would suspect, organized crime and got hold of that container. $20 million is a pretty good haul. Although the police were quick to point out it's very hard to sell gold bars, so uh, they might not get the whole $20 million, but anyway. So that's uh, that's it for news. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to report. I guess, uh, <sighs> health-wise, you know, I'm still, now I am dependent on those uh, painkiller pills because the, uh, the, the lake just very, very cranky, and uh, that's just uh, that's just a condition, and uh, it will be until I uh, we find out what, what options we have, so anyway, I'm not complaining about it, I'm just uh, summarizing that uh, life is still good, today is a beautiful day, starting to warm up again, I'm uh, going to go home and get some lunch. I am at Thompson Park, I, it's a little early for the walker, who uh, you all know about, I haven't seen quite a while, because I'm not coming here, I'm going to that other park, the uh, Brookdale Ravine for my walk, so uh, I'll do that, anyway, it's Friday, and uh, it's good to be alive, and it's good to be in Scarborough, it's good to know about Midland and Brimley and Lawrence and Eglinton, and I really like where I live, and it was nice to receive a gift from uh, our kind and next-door neighbor today, so uh, there you go all is well. Scarborough Dude signing off. See you next week or you'll hear me next week or I'll talk to you next week whether you like it or not. Scarborough Dude, bye for now. Bing, bing, bing.